Hi guys, this is Sarah. And this is Katrina Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the feds. feds. FedWork is the modern day background check. And we encourage people to feed empowerment daily. And, and you're, you're now, now listening, listening to, to FedWork. Fed Hey guys, welcome to FedWork. I'm Katrina Joe, And I'm Sarah. And it is FedWork Friday. Our favorite day. Favorite day of the week. And today we are going to talk about a subject that is very important to me because my love language is words of affirmation. AKA, AKA. over communicator. <laughs> Yes, over communicator, but just communication in general. And as of late, over the past couple of weeks, I've been having this ongoing thing that I keep saying and having conversations with people about just having the conversation. You all right yeah. there, Sarah? Are you going to adjust the camera? <laughs> I needed to levels and it was stressing me out. So I fixed it. All good. All good. Um, but really just about having the conversation and in the past couple of weeks, one, first off, I tweeted something um, that just kind of has to do with also just having the conversation with yourself and just looking inside and, and how you play a part in situations that happen in your life mm-hmm. literally went viral. Like as we speak, it has like like 100,000 interactions and retweets and all these things. And it's been reposted on blogs and strangers were reaching out to me. And I was literally having conversations with people about their situations, their healing, their journey, their introspective moment. And then I was having conversations with just friends out, but also at events that it became a table topic of like, have the conversation. Right. And I kept saying that I'm like, yo, I need to do some, something with this. So Everyone listening, don't touch that. I'm about to buy that and, and do something with it. <laughs> but that on Friday so that they can. Yes, yes I'm buying it today. Um, have the conversation, and that just applies to anything and everything and anyone. And any relationship. It doesn't have to just we're not just talking about romantic relationships or colleagues, or you know, like you said, you were talking to strangers and you never know what that mo- that one moment of opening up to them and allowing them to have the conversation that right. could have saved them. That could have been the one moment that they needed to be able to address something and they felt like they had a safe space and everyone doesn't have the safe space. So it's nice to, you know, kind of start to talk about it, bring it to the table, to the forefront. I just reposted something about, you know, make mental health normal, like normalize it because that, that conversation is an important conversation, you know, so it's, it's kind of across the platform, you know, but I think that what you, what you tweeted was, how do I explain this? I feel like what you tweeted was so spot on that people don't ever take accountability for their own role in what occurred. And I feel like no change can happen until you do that. And that goes for you. That goes for me. That goes for literally everybody that I know, you know, it's always, I can't believe they did this to me, or I can't believe that that happened. And it's kind of like, well, that's fair. Their actions were shitty, but at the same time, like there's a certain space where we allowed that action to occur in our lives. Right. And so I thought that was very profound. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) I mean, it really just comes from you know, it's like you said, it's easy to place blame, right? On the other person. Hey, this person did this, this person fucked up, whatever it is. But 
again, as simple as it is, and I'm sure we've all heard this at some point, like you can only be as honest with other people as you are with yourself. Mm -hmm. And we have to actually have those conversations with ourselves. Like, what do I want? What am I doing? Like, what am I not being authentic about? What am I um, portraying? Like, what is my energy giving off that may not align with what I actually want or who I actually am? And these are conversations and work that we have to do as individuals before we can actually have, you know, honest and authentic conversations and in relationships in general with other people. And that can be at work, you know, people that may be at a job that is not fulfilling them or that they hate going to every day. Like, Hey, have the conversation with yourself first. What aligns with me? What is my passion? What would I ideally like to be doing and how can I get there? And then have the conversation with your job of like, this may be a fit or it's not, I would, I need, I want a promotion. I, you know, whatever it is, I need to be more flexible. I need a raise, whatever, whatever the, the topic may be. Again, it all comes down to communication and having that conversation. And I think it, you know, obviously it applies to relationships just as well as like, what do you want with the other person? What mm-hmm. can you like handle? What can you not handle? And what, you know, foundation are you going to set in, in regards to communicating with one another? Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like in, because we always take it there, right. Personal relationships, romantic (laughs) relationships. Let's, we always take it there. We do. Let's start there though. Like there's a certain, you know, like you said, there's, there's certain people who are really good at having that conversation at work, right? Like I know what I deserve. I know what I demand. I know what I'm, you know, what I should be making. I know what, you know, all of those things. And that conversation is really easy for them or it comes very naturally for them. That should be the way that it is in a relationship too, you know, where it's like, okay, I like you, you like me, we're a big, happy family. That's great. But in reality, there's more to it than that, you know? And it's like, what are my boundaries? this is something I can tolerate. I understand X, Y, and Z. So I can therefore take A, B, and C. But there's certain people who, you know, don't even know what it is they want. Well, then maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship right now, you know? And there's been a lot of time in my life where I look backwards and I'm like, why have I been single? And I'm like, cause I don't really know what I want. Like, I'm not going to settle for what I know I don't want, but I'm also not going to accept, you know, an invitation for a relationship that isn't the right one for me. Um, and you know, I feel like a lot of the times, the reason I've been single or I haven't taken what I did have in front of me seriously was because I just, I wasn't ready to have that conversation with that person because that wasn't what I was supposed to do. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you know, once you do find that person that makes sense for you or, or once, you know, things start to align and, and the world starts to kind of make sense for you, um, that conversation should come somewhat naturally. The problem is, we're not necessarily taught that, right? There's no, you know, we go to school and we learn all about the history. We learn all about biology and whatever else. Numbers. Calculus. Yeah. All the good stuff. But the actual life skills is something that they just really don't teach us. And if you don't get it from your family, not because they didn't do a good job, but maybe that was just something that got overlooked or whatever, um, you know, that, that kind of like schooling on, on how to do this and, and be accurate for yourself. Um, and you know, that, that just doesn't happen, you know? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. I mean, I think in relationships, even communicating what you just said, like, I don't know what I want and I'm not ready. Like that is completely okay to have that conversation. Hey, I like you. You like me. I'm not ready. I don't know what I want. If you're cool with that and you want to chill, let's do it. If not, cool. People will still rock with you by just having that conversation. Or you could say, hey, I know what I want. And it's multiple people. I'm not a monogamous and I don't want a relationship. I don't aspire to get married. And maybe I want kids. Maybe I don't. Mm -hmm. If you're cool with that, let's chill and have fun. And if you're not, then cool. No problem. People again will still rock with you. Just having that conversation, like just lay it out there and then let people rock with you or not. And so I just feel like a lot of the time in personal relationships, Mm -hmm. based on the conversations that I've had with people in the last two weeks, a lot of men don't give women enough credit for the amount of truth that we can actually take. And I don't know exactly where that stems from. Maybe that stems from like their relational history and in the way um, that majority of women may react to certain things. But I feel like in my circle and you and and the rest of our girls, we can really handle the the truth. Mm-hmm. And if it is like, I love you and I want to be with you forever. Great. And if it's like, Hey, I love you and I want to be with you forever, but I need to, to go Right, right, right. Like I, I need to go take this hall pass really quick. Or like, how do you feel about opening the relationship? Whatever it may be, we are so much more open and actually inviting and wanting that conversation rather than the latter. And For I sure. feel like once you once you do actions that act outside of your relationship, it's so hard to get it back. Whether you are trying to get it back, whether you are contacting people, whether you're messaging, like whatever it is, like once you break that trust of communication and friendship, it's so hard to get that back. And I, and I just know based on the women that I've spoken to that like they would rather have their men come to them and say, Hey, whether it's even about, I, I, I want to move to a different city. I don't know if you can come, but I still want to be with you. Can we work this out? have the conversation or, Hey, I need a hall pass. I'm really tempted right now. I don't know what the heck's going on. How can we work through this? Let's talk about it. Have the conversation like 1000%. Yes. Like women can handle like the, the shift in things in life and like women respect it so much more to just say, Hey, he came to me Mm -hmm. in his moment whether it was transitioning in a job, transitioning in a house, transition in family, transition in temptation and relationship, whatever it is, the fact that a man would be able to approach a woman and have that conversation, women would be so much more appreciative. And I guarantee you that if you have the actual conversation and, and like in a, in a healthy way with someone that has done the work, this is, this is key. Someone that has done the work on themselves in order to respond in an effective way, not a, what the heck, why would you even think about that? How are you coming to me? Da, da, da. Like someone that can really communicate with you from a place of care, like, yo, okay, first and foremost, we're friends. Let's have this conversation. If you really approach someone that has also done the work and you guys can have an effective conversation, you guys can literally talk about anything and should be able to talk about anything. And women 
at least at our age and in our group, like I said before, are actually capable of doing that. 100%. And, you know, the other thing is, it's sexy as hell when a man can come to you in his vulnerable moments and know, and you know, like, we are that solid that he trusts me and I trust him to come to me there. That five-minute conversation, let's say it only needs to be five minutes for the sake of my of my statement, um, that five-minute conversation can shape the entire... <laughs> For, you know, um, forward movement of your relationship versus that five minute decision without coming to your partner first can jeopardize everything, whether that be everything. a DM, inappropriate text messages, you know, to actually cheating to, you know, all of the, I shouldn't say actually cheating to physically cheating. Like all of those things are easily avoidable if you just have the conversation, you know, versus having so I think that like you said our friend circle I don't know if part of that's because of what we've been around like you know the industries and things that we're in that it's kind of like you know like I know for me I always said you know I worked with so many men and I saw all the dirt happening and all the stuff happening that I always knew like I always had like a men like a male's perspective more so than a female's perspective over relationships um so maybe that's part of it that we've just seen more than people that have it, you know, that could be, but either way, those conversations still are crucial to the forward movement of your relationship. And if you can get down on one knee and say, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, then you better be able to come to me and be like, Hey, that girl was pretty hot at, at lunch yesterday. And it kind of, it kind of stressed me out. Cause now I don't know what I want to do. Here's a question. What have you always wanted to try? Gold Peak Real Brewed Tea is here to unleash your thirst for trying. So take this as your sign to say yes. Opt in. Go for it. Because trying is what life is all about. Try Gold Peak. Like, I'd rather yeah, that but even that, even that, like, I feel like a lot of people get shocked almost when, and I've talked to my guy friends about this and my girlfriends where I'm like, I am fully aware that just because someone gets in a relationship with me does not mean that they're blind and deaf. Like a pretty face is a dime a dozen. Like I live in LA. You used to live in LA. Like beautiful people are all around in this city. Like I want to look with you. Like if she's bomb, then like, let's both say, damn, she's bomb. Like, yes, there is, there is no like, oh my God, why are you looking? Whatever. Okay. Yes. When it's done in an inappropriate way. Sure. But like, I'm not trying. Right. But like, again, like communicate it, like be able to just get it out. Like, yo, she was really pretty or like, yo, I like her hair or whatever. As long as you're also complimenting me more than that, like we can. For sure. Yes. And we can compliment, you know, together. Great. But again, it's just about open and honest, you know, communication like just 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 have it just have it and it's foundational right like we we're taught from an early age that you know communication is key we hear that all the time like it's a it's a very standard thing communication is key talk 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 blah 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 but they're never really mentioning the important conversations being a part of that you know and like I said kind of going back to the whole concept of um like the way you were raised right like there's certain things that our generation feels more normal about, you know, we've decided to have the conversation. Social media has done a lot for that. In reg- like, let's just sit, let's just say politics. Right. So in regards to politics, we all have very open conversations at this point about that versus 
you know, my parents' generation, I don't feel like they talked about it very much. So for me as a, you know, woman in my thirties, I had to do a lot of my own research and figure out kind of what my foundational beliefs were in regards to government. Like that wasn't something we talked about at home. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for its time, but I do think the times have changed. And, you know, a lot of the taboo conversations that like were not appropriate for the dinner table or, you know, whatever, um, they're very forefront conversations now. And I think that that shows a shift in general with people just being more open and, you know, accepting of other people's beliefs and, and feelings and thoughts. And, you know, hopefully that does become more and more normal, quote unquote normal, as, you know, the years go on. But those, those conversations that would have been pivotal for us, you know, looking back, those stem and they go all the way across the board. Those go into relationships. They go in, you know, I don't remember seeing my parents fight maybe like once or twice, but like, I'm sure that they had issues and things that they had to work through. We never sat down as family, you know, and and they were like, mom and I are feeling this way or, you know, not that that's what should have happened in the time, but maybe that would have given a different perspective as an adult moving through relationships, you know? So there's a level of um, responsibility. I think that we will be carrying moving forward when we have families and, you know, when we have, you know, our, our serious committed relationships and things like that, where we can kind of take what, what you brought to the table now about have the conversation and kind of implement that as a staple in our homes, a staple in our friendships in our jobs, you know, all of that. And I feel like a lot of that also has to do with women being a lot more forefront. Like, there's a lot more women CEOs. There's a lot more women in powerful positions. And suddenly it's like, okay, guys, we can, we can warm up a little bit. Like you can be kind and nice and still have power and success, you know? And so maybe that is a good thing that us women are, are kind of bringing to the table. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you touched on just family in general. Yeah. And I, like my family is, is amazing and is great, but there's a lot of things that we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned like, you know, growing up, you guys didn't really talk about politics or whatever. And you took it upon yourself to, okay, wait, hold on. I'm about to vote. What do I really stand for? Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that applies to a lot of different subjects as we get older, like things that you may not have been taught in your family or may not have been the way um, that things went in your family or my family. Like I took it upon myself to be like, okay, wait, this is my love language. I am an over communicator. Why is communication important to me? And like, where do I need to apply that importance and that energy in regards to relationships in regards to career in regards to personal development in regards to the youth, like all of these things of just really learning yourself and learning new habits that you may not have grown up with in order to strengthen your relationships and just communication. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I recently heard about someone that is scared to come out about their sexuality. And I feel like even nowadays, it's it's so much more accepted, I think, than it yeah. ever was before. And to know that someone is still you know, uncomfortable or fearful of having this conversation with their family and their friends, you know, kind of makes me sad for them because I'm like, yo, there's so much power 
in that conversation, right? There's so much power and like vulnerability and strength that could be shown and can come from that conversation of just being like, Hey guys, this is where I'm at. Like, I don't really know what to do with it. Or like, I don't really know like what's going to come from it, but this is just how I'm feeling right now and why and all that stuff. And I just feel like there's so much strength in that. And I really, you know, just hope that people that are struggling with that conversation are able to kind of just find that strength within themselves and know that whatever happens on the other end is for like their, their greater good. You know, it's them showing strength. It's them showing, you know, self-love it's them showing vulnerability. It's them showing power of like, this is where I stand in my life. This is what my sexuality is. Even if you're not fully like aware of what you, where you actually stand. Like, I just know that I'm different. Yeah, and something that feels different to me than it yes. does when I talk about this kind of a thing. Yeah, and yeah. that's just where I'm at, and I'm figuring it out. And it's okay to also have conversations when you don't have it all figured out. Just like, hey, this is where I'm at in my journey, and I don't know what, where, or why, but this is where I'm at. And just letting people know that and being aware of that is is powerful in itself. See, I feel like that might even be the most powerful conversation because it's, it's, you're walking with a, with a a vulnerability that is so authentic because you're coming, you know, it's, it's very rare that someone can openly say like, I don't know. I'm okay that I don't know, but I might need your help to help me get there. Like that shows a whole different, a whole different level of maturity a whole different level of, of internal strength to even recognize that at that point, you know? So yeah, Yeah. I, that, you know, I I think that the most important, um, you know, takeaway, at least for me, when we've been having this conversation is, you know, the importance of having any of the conversations, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's important to, to feel comfortable in your skin. And if you don't, it's, it's important to figure out why. Yeah, absolutely. And I've learned over the years too, just in communicating with, I mean, thousands of freaking people that we do on a daily, but, um, I thought you were going to say men. I was going to be like, girl, I don't think it's thousands. Oh no. I'm just saying people, (laughs) um, in different situations is posing things as a question, you know, more so like opening the conversation with like, yo, how would you feel about X, Y, and Z? Or like, hey, how are you feeling about this? Or would you be open to X, Y, and Z? Um, More so than like being like demanding about something that you want to talk about first. Like if you're opening the conversation sometimes with a question, whether it's about yourself or the other person, like that makes it a little more conversational and kind of takes the pressure off of whatever you need to talk about just by posing things in question form. Yeah, because it's giving them the ability to join the conversation. It's not, I'm not giving you a speech. I want to actually talk this out. That's Yeah. That's a- yeah. I mean, it's a two-way street, you know? I mean, again, I, in, in talking about this in the past couple weeks of people, I have reiterated that this will only work if you are two evolved people that are aware of communication, aware of communication skills, and just secure in, in yourself enough to be like, hey, I respect you. You respect me. And we can hear each other out. Whether we disagree or not, 
but like the foundation and the friendship and the respect is there for us to have a conversation as coworkers, family members, friends, or lovers. So then I, I pose this question to you because I think that that's, that what you brought up is, is very important that the two people need to be kind of like on the same page when it comes to communication. So if you are, let's say in a relationship or you're moving towards a relationship with someone and you're there and you're not really sure if they are, what are, you know, what is the best way to kind of help them along into the process and kind of get them ready for those hard conversations that you need to have? You know, like how do you prep someone to do the work that we've been doing? You mean the work, like get them there as in having the conversation or get them there to be in a relationship with you? I mean, to have the conversation, like if, so for what, for what we're just talking about right now, we're saying that it needs to be two evolved individuals who are prepared and ready to kind of hear the other side. Right. And, and to be open to the conversation. So let's say like, let's go back to like, let's just use family as an example. So let's say we're evolved and ready to go and moving forward. And we want to have these conversations with our loved ones, but they, we don't know if they're actually going to be open and accepting of that conversation. You know, there's a lot of people who might feel like they're aligned and ready to go, but the people that they need to have the conversations with are not there yet. So how can, how can us as individuals bring other people kind of into that pot of being ready to go for those hard conversations? Um, I mean, obviously you can help as in like guiding them with things and, and just like pointers or like tips or just leading by example. But I, I really think the answer to that question is they have to do the work on themselves, like for themselves. You can't make someone else a good communicator. You can't make someone else a good listener. And it has to be something that they actually want to be for themselves, regardless of the scenario, regardless of if you are dating them, if you are their daughter, if you are their friend, if you are their boss, like they have to be doing that work. And it's a, it's a never ending job. So it's, it's work that we are going to be doing for the rest of our lives, but someone that is dedicated to doing their, the work on themselves in order to be a, a, the best communicator that they can be in all circumstances so that they are aware and they are even somewhat coaching themselves through each scenario. Okay. Hey, I should listen more. Hey, maybe I shouldn't cut her off. Okay. Let me hear her out. Let me be open. Let me not assume like, these are all things that like, I don't know about you, but for me that I am like saying to myself in my head, when maybe an uncomfortable conversation comes to the table. And again, that comes from work and self-awareness. And so I really think that if you are not on the same page with someone in regards to communication, sure, you can help, right? You can lead by example. You can show them your habits and, and kind of point things out like, hey, you're cutting me off. Can I speak? Hey, we're not going to do that. That's disrespectful X, Y, and Z. But it really does stem from them as the mm -hmm. individual and the work that they are willing to continuously do on themselves. Yeah. So in those cases where they're, they're just not there that you just might not be able to get there with them. You know, there's, there's people that you may just have to say, I love them in this capacity. And that's as far as that can ever go. And that I think is a, that's also a hard pill to swallow for some people, especially when it's family members, family, friends, someone that you know, you're in love with and you just want to be with them forever. But you know, your forever wouldn't be happy. And you wouldn't be, you're living your best self, your best life 
if you were kind of like hindered into that relationship that was having no, there were, I can't speak that relationship <laughs> where there was no evolving, you know? And so I think that that's important too, to recognize not everyone can get there. Not everyone can have that conversation with you. And that's at that point where you have to decide where, where that person kind of lays in your life. Yeah. I mean, we've touched on this in other episodes. I think I talked about this in, in our beginning days of fed work when we were, we were at the old studio, mm-hmm. but uh, we, we talked about capacity and everybody has different capacities. And I'm sure you looking back on your relationships with friends or um, your family members or even ex-lovers where you're like, okay, they love me, right? Or an ex-lover or whoever. Obviously in family, yes, they love you. Um, and, and friends too. Like even just in the pandemic, like I grew out of some friendships and it, it was not a bad thing. There's no beef. Like we still quote unquote love each other as friends, but I just know that their capacity of friendship is not the same as mine. And it is, it's, it's not somewhere that I feel that I could actually thrive um, as a friend to them or from them. Like I just, it's just, it's just what it is. And even with, you know, relationally with, with ex-boyfriends or, or ex-lovers or whatever you want to call it. I'm sure we can all look back and be like, yo, he loved me or, you know, or she loved me, but it was not the the capacity that you needed or that you are also pouring. And so if the capacity of the self-work, of the love, of the affection, of the, all of these things are not um, compatible with yours, or if they're leaving you more depleted, or if you are pouring more because you have a bigger capacity than the other person, then that just shows that maybe they're just not on the same level as you, or maybe your guys just aren't as compatible as you think. And you can, like you said, look back and be like, yo, I love that person, or I love my cousin, or I love my sister, or I love my best friend or whatever, but we are just at two completely different capacities of life. Therefore we cannot serve each other. It is a two way street. And if you cannot serve each other from the same capacity or a growing capacity, the relationship, regardless of what dynamic it is, is not serving you. Right. Absolutely. It's just I got saying that myself. I know. I mean, it, it, I'm speaking it's to myself, as I'm speaking to everyone else, but <laughs> I feel like just to touch on that real quickly, like, I feel like for me, that used to bring me heartache and mm. now it brings me, comfort acceptance girl and it's something to do with yeah like with when you realize you're just like you know what like like you said I love them and that's where they're supposed to be you know and yep. I always love them in that space and yeah. I you know I think that that's something that you know for me it, it came over time it wasn't something that I like oh well I'm really good at this now I'm gonna just you know write all these people off no it wasn't like that um you know even just on my trip there were a few people in my life that were still there that just didn't need to be. And my friends actually brought it to, you know, to me and they're like, say this. And all of a sudden I did. And I felt a whole different level of peace and yeah. it's where, you know, allowing people to, to kind of like linger in your space instead of having the tough conversation where it's kind of like, it's run its course, you know, our friendship, our relationship, whatever. Um, there's something very uplifting and freeing in that. Absolutely. 
So basically, guys, we're saying to have the conversation. Have the conversation, whatever it is. It all comes down to communication and you can talk through it all. I promise you. I promise. Regardless of where it, it leaves you in the end, you can always have, have the conversation. Talk it out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> talk it out. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and you guys can use the things that we have said to have the difficult conversations in your life. Absolutely. Thanks for us, having the conversation us, with me, oh, Sarah. Thanks for talking to me, girl. Yeah, girl. I enjoyed our conversation. I enjoyed our conversation, too. All right, girl. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. And stay tuned for next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.